Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to a new stream on the channel. Uh, all things red now, fully rebranded, the logo, the name change, absolutely everything. So we are good to go. We're live today to talk about all things Cody Gakpo and a bit more, um, I don't know if it's reliable, but a, a bit more news is also coming out tonight. Um, and I hope everybody that's watching this, whether you're live or watching it back or listening on Spotify, had a great Christmas and my Christmas present to you guys is bringing Jamie back onto the channel because it's been, um, it's been a while, but Jamie, mate, first of all, how are you? You good? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Looking forward to tomorrow. Mm. Me too, man. I'll see you there, bro. I'll see you there. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll go sanding or something before. Yeah. Um, guys, please, if you're watching this, smash that like button, subscribe. And um, yeah, I mean, it's something nice to talk about for once with Jamie. It's been very tough this season, but um, we've got something nice to talk about today. So in case you've been living under a rock, Ali is straight in here. He's saying how it is. Gakpo and Kaiseido soon with an eye emoji. We'll get to Kaiseido in a bit. Um, but me and Jamie are just going to talk about Cody Gakpo for a bit because I've not actually said anything about him on this channel. I did the Villa stream and this is where I was fuming with my time in Jamie because I did the stream. Then an hour later, this literally came out. Paul George dropped his tweet, Liverpool want this guy. And then like 40 minutes later, PSV had confirmed that the deal had been done. And um, yeah, I mean, first of all, mate, I've not really spoken to you about it. What were your immediate thoughts when you saw this was like picking up pace super fast? For me, it reminded me of Fabinho and Jota, that kind of signing. So they're always the best ones, aren't they? Yeah, we were sat here. I, I was sat here with my dad. We were watching like the interviews after the game that we always do. Uh, obviously, Virgil comes out and says uh, <laughs> about uh, maybe we'll see some quality. And we both we both looked at each other and it was just like, that's such a strange thing to say. And then half an hour later, I just get like a, a Twitter notification on my phone from Paul Joyce. And the good thing is, is it was a notification because when I see Paul Joyce tweet something on Twitter, I have to always double check his profile and make sure it's not one of them weirdos he's pretending to be. <laughs> but it was a notification. And as soon as it's Paul Joyce and a player's name, he's a Liverpool player. Liverpool player. Well, there's so, one there's one exception, but we don't talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we don't talk <laughs> about that. That was yeah, that was out of Paul <laughs> Joyce's hands, unfortunately. Yeah, true. <laughs> but I thought, apps, oh my, I, I, I thought that is mad. So quick, uh, out of the blue. They're the best signings. You know what? 100%. Social media has ruined it because if every signing was like that, uh, football would be such a better place. And then mm -hmm. you don't get like people falling for Enzo Fernandez and stuff like that. And, and because it was a shame because we got Gakpo and all my Twitter was talking about was Fernandez. And I just think yeah. he's so ungrateful. Um, but yeah, I love signings like that, um, and obviously we'll talk about the player. But but the actual signing coming out was a massive shock, and but a good one. Hundred percent, mate, and you're spot on with the the surprise element of it because you get all these ITKs like that, Ivan, whatever his name is, and Ivan LFC, LFC, yeah, that's it, LFC approved, and all these accounts that just throw names out left, right, and centre, like you say, Enzo Fernandez, Caicedo, Amrabat, all these guys. None of them knew about Gakpo. Not one of them was saying anything about him. So, you know, maybe someone in LFC is putting these names out to, to people to try and, like, take away the attention for what we're really going for. But I do remember um, 
Fabrizio Romano um, said in the World Cup, now whatever you think about Fabrizio Romano is up to you, but he said that Liverpool were scouting two players, Kudus and Gakpo, and that was it. Everyone was like, oh, okay, fine, that's interesting. But I, out of those two players, if we were going to sign one of them, I was convinced it would have been Kudus um, because and this is the funny element to this, Jamie, which as Liverpool fans, we can find absolutely hilarious. It seems like Gakpo was bound to go United. Um, all the media, Fabricio himself, all the big outlets were saying that this deal was close for Gakpo to go to United. Now they're all like, oh, we never bid for him anyway. So that makes it sweeter for me. Once again, we've stolen a target from them. That's not really hates and despises absolutely every single element of that horrible football club. Um, there's something else that adds a bit more uh, spice into it. But let's talk about the deal itself, mate, because <clears throat> it's an absolute steal. It looks like. Now, we, obviously, we haven't seen Gapo play for us yet, so we don't know exactly how good he is or what he's going to do. But the fees and the numbers involved, mate, 37 million up front. And then if all add-ons and bonuses are reached, the maximum they'll get is 50 million. Thoughts on that, mate, first of all, because, you know, we, we always criticise the owners, and rightfully so, many times when they don't do anything. But when they make signings like this, it kind of not makes it right for them not doing what they should have done anyway. But it is impressive business, isn't it? Yeah. It, to be fair, it's funny because obviously everyone before Christmas thought he was going to United. Um, and I was I was looking at like the, the tweet. I can't remember who it was. Was it Fabrizio? Fabrizio has been saying yeah, that he's going it United. It was yeah. Fabrizio. Mm. And he was saying like for, for under 50 million. And I'm thinking, you know, like fair play. I, I don't like giving credit to United, but if they get Gakpo for under 50 million, then every credit. Now, it's not that I've watched Gakpo an awful lot and think, think he's like an unbelievable player. Mm. Uh, I've watched him bits in the World Cup and I've seen his numbers and his numbers are crazy but the value you get in a player who's top goal sco goal scored um, so top goal contributor in the top five leagues this season for under 50 million nowadays is is crazy 50 million in now in nowadays market gets you like a Nicholas Otamendi or <laughs> a Zinchenko 50 million for for a player with his numbers and his ability at his age crazy business it is it, it does look like it's an incredible deal and like you say 13 goals 7 assists for PSV this season 3 goals in 5 at the World Cup and for me that like you say mate I hadn't watched too much of him um, so the World Cup for me is when I actually got chance to sit down and watch him play and see just how good he was and you know like you say, mate, I thought and I assumed that after those performances, after all of those, um, you know, those matches where he just kept getting hyped up and hyped up, I thought, you know, his price tag is going to be 70 million or around there. But no, we've got him for 37 up front. Um, yeah, it's brilliant piece of business from uh, people that seem to be leaving the club as well shortly. So let's not forget that Julian Ward apparently worked extra hard on Christmas Day. And you might be able to, you might be saying, oh, well, that's his job. You know, we're not going to praise him doing that. Well, I think you should, to be fair, because he didn't, these guys don't have to do that on a time where everyone else in the country is off doing nothing. This guy was still there doing the, the groundwork to get this deal over the line. So I think we have to give uh, Julian Ward big props for this signing. Um, everybody who gave the, the final say to get this done, whether it was John Henry, Klopp, whoever, Pep Lingers, I heard that he he wanted this guy for a long time and 
um, back a few months ago, he said that this guy was the missing piece for us. And, you know, I'm just looking at the squad now, the players we've got. Um, obviously, now we don't have the as many available as we'd like in that department. But when everyone's fit and firing, mate, we have a scary, scary, scary front line, don't we? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's six attackers. And I still think it's going to be six going into next season because after listening to Klopp's press conference, I think Bobby's going to sign a new say. deal. Mm. There's no reason Bobby's end, why, why he doesn't sign it, I don't think, um, with, with the person... Bobby seems to be, and if Klopp really wants him, um, <clears throat> then he's not gonna, he, he's not gonna go. So them six attackers is absolutely crazy, and then you throw uh, Harvey Elliott and Carvalho into the mix, who can join the attack. You've got Ben Doak, who I know is your ball. boy, 17, 18 years old. Um, is he? He's seventeen, isn't he? Yeah, seventeen, 17 just turned. Yeah, yeah. Um, great crazy age range, so it's hey Gordon, the forgotten man. Yeah, or, well, he's been injured for a year, hasn't he? But yeah. no, I, I don't. If I'm going to be honest with you, I feel like the injury's not come at a good time. And whilst we're only getting stronger in that department, yeah, Ben Doak's now took his place. Um, yeah, that's true. but I'm not writing him off, I'm, I'm just not <laughs> sure. But it's crazy that we looked at you know Mane, Salah, Firmino, and thinking. We're coming to the end of an era. We've got such an aging squad, and now you look at the front six that we have, and you're thinking, except from Salah, we've got these for five, six years. Exactly, mate. And Gakpo, I think he did sign a six-year deal, didn't he? He's here till yeah. 2028, which is so did Nunes. Yeah, madness. Um, before we carry on, guys, please make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the channel. We are en route to 250 subs and liking the stream helps with the whole YouTube algorithm. So please get that done if you haven't already. Uh, let's talk about Cody Gakpo, the player then, because we both said we haven't seen too much of him. Uh, but in the World Cup, I'm assuming that we both saw a decent amount. Stands at a six. There's a debate about his height. I think where you look on online, it says different things. Some places it says he's six foot four. Mm. Some places say six foot three. Some say six two. Um, I don't think he's a, quite as tall as Virgil from what I've seen on the pictures of them standing side by side. So I'm leaning more towards six two, six three. Um, but he's a winger at that height, regardless as if he's taller than Virgil, he's still tall for a winger. Um, there's been a lot of you know, conversation about where he's going to play up front on the wing. How do you see this guy in his teammate? And do you think that this guy is going to be just only a positive for the likes of Darwin Nunes, who, as we saw against Villa, struggled to, to put the ball in the back of the net? Do you kind of think that this is going to take a bit of pressure off him? And yeah, do you just see this just adding another element for our position to go, oh my word, like we had one big guy to deal with. Now we've got this guy, like what the hell do we do? I've, I, from the little bits I've watched, obviously, like the clips, you can yeah. only take like little pieces out of the game. Now, it's interesting what you said about the World Cup, because before the World Cup started, I, I put three quid, three pound on Cody Gakpo, <laughs> top, top goal scorer. Wow. So I was actually watching him more than anyone. I, I don't even know why I did it, just because of his numbers, <laughs> I think. Um, and he ran it close. He, 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 the cash out got up to like 12 quid at one point, but um, the Argentinians messed it all up. Uh, so mm. I was actually watching him, uh, and the, the word I'd say is clinical. When he gets the ball, he look he looks very dangerous. Um, I th really think that that will uh, make Nunes even even better. Not because um, 
I, ju- I think they'll work together as in Nunes' problem right now is not getting the chance, it's scoring the chance. Gakpo yeah. looks like he's a, he's a player who might not get as much chances, but scores the chance. And I think that working together, one getting chances, trying to help the other one out, Gakpo looks like a top assister, so he'll probably help Nunes get confidence. Uh, I really do think they'll go and, they're going to work together. And then on the right, we have Salah, who's just his, his own player in his own league. So... Uh, for the front three now going forward until March when we get uh, Jota and Diaz back, I think it's looking really, really exciting and, and I'm interested to see how it pans out. Me too, mate. I think the word I used to um, to my brother was I'm just so intrigued to see how this works because he's completely different sort of style to Luis Diaz and then different to Jota. So I think all three of those guys offer something different and I think that's going to be massive for us when they're all fit. Like, Okay, this guy Diaz might play a, a team that is more low block where we need a more creative spark. Gakpo and Nunes, like you say, might play in a game where we're expecting to get a lot of chances, like Villa. Um, it's just going to be so good to have all these different options. So many left sided players that are capable of playing there when they're all fit. And Klopp said today, let Gakpo can play anywhere across the four. So he could potentially be an understudy to Mo Salah if we need to give him a game off or if he gets injured I'm knocking wood here because Salah never gets injured and now I've said that if he gets injured open that um so I yeah I, I think it's only positive for us the versatility he offers uh his skill set is just like you say I've watched many a compilations I've probably seen every goal he scored over the last two game two days um and I get Sadio Mane vibes to be honest when he's running down the left hand side and he cuts in onto his right foot I, I honestly feel like this Diaz came in and was look, a brilliant signing and you know, one of my favourite players to go and watch live in the flesh. And he's just absolutely pure entertainment to watch. But I feel like he was just completely different to Sadio Mane. But I think Gapo coming in gives us that something that Diaz hasn't quite shown yet, which is the clinical strike like you mentioned. And um, I'm just excited to see how this guy gets on. And I'm at the Wolves game next week as well. So I'm just praying he, he gets his debut there because that would have been Luis Diaz's debut I was at and now Cody Gapo. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed he's all good to start or even just come on and a cameo. Um, yeah, I'm, just hope, finish- I'm hoping we get to see him tomorrow, Ben. Not in action, no. but like oh, yeah, up, yeah. coming on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, he'll probably be um, there. But- we, we never yeah. really do that. I'd like I like um, to, to see him come on the pitch and get a little little round of applause or something. Um, just to see him there, see how 100%. tall he is. Oh, I'd definitely be there. Uh, yeah. But it would be, it'd be nice if the announcer could... Could, could mention his name, but yeah, it's exciting. I, I like how you mentioned about Sadio Mane. Um, yeah. I, 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 I see it, but I'm thinking Jota. And the only reason I say Jota is look at the goals he's scoring. It yeah. mixed between his head, his right, and his left foot. Left foot, yeah. He's both footed. He, he's an aerial presence. He scored, I think, two headers this season. Uh, a certain number of goals with his left, a certain number of goals with his right. And you look how clinical Jota is. Being both footed in front of goal is a massive asset to have, Thank especially you. against one-on-one against the keeper because they don't know what you're going to do. I think that could be really dangerous. 100%. Uh, let's just get into a couple of comments before we move on. Dow says, how are we, boys? Absolute legend of the channel, mate. Very happy to see you here. And Andrew says, big up you, mate. I've got a mate who's United and he told me last night United never wanted Gakpo and he called him SHIT. I asked him if he'd feel the same way if they signed him, which goes to show how bitter they are. Mate, listen, same thing happened with Nunes, same thing happened with Fabinho. Like, 
when Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool come knocking, you open the door. That's realistically what happens. Any any single player, if we've got the money, if we're actually interested, they'll come to us over anyone. But you're pretty much guaranteed like trophies every season there. But in terms of signing for a big club with the best manager in the world, with the best fans, the best stadium, it's us. And unfortunately, Man United can't compete with us if we go for the same player these days. Um, Ben Doak, by the way, do you reckon he could be propelled into being an immediate understudy to moat or do we need a right-sided option? That's a good question. Um, obviously, he still needs more experience. He's still a kid and I think it's important we don't just rush him in, but I think he's more than good enough, definitely. And on my old Twitter account before it was taken down, I wish I still had these tweets, but um, I put I, I put out, I don't want to be overreactionary, but from what I've seen of Ben Doak, he should be around the, the main boys. He should be on the bench. He should be with the squad. And I got a couple of replies saying like, oh, you, you are being overreactionary. Like, he's still young. And I'm like, well, if you're good enough, you're good enough. And we literally saw Harvey Elliott do the same thing, maybe a bit older. But like, I don't see why not. He should be on the bench. When he came on against Villa, the first thing he did was send Luca Digne for a hot dog. And I'm not being funny, but I don't rate Luca Digne like, as one of the best left back in the world. But He's still a, a quality Premier League standard fullback. And this kid's just come on here, clicked it through his legs, ran around him, got it the other side. And you're thinking to have that confidence on your, your Premier League debut to do that is something. And again, I don't, I'm not saying that he should go start Premier League games or whatever, but definitely in the Wolves game, I want to see him get a, a decent amount of minutes. But that is for another, another stream. But I appreciate the question. Um, let's finish off with Gapo before we move on to tonight's news, mate. Um, yeah, one of my big questions I want to ask you, uh, because obviously there was a lot of talk before we kind of started heading towards January window. What do Liverpool need? A forward, a midfielder? Now, I was always in the camp of we need a midfielder uh, more than anything until Diaz went down again. And now we're not going to have him until March time, I think, or maybe even later. I can't remember what they said. But um, do you think that this was the right move to, to bring in a forward or over a midfielder or do you still think we're going to get both or we'll, we'll, we'll allude to Moises Caicedo a bit later on mate but do you think a forward and getting Gakpo in like this early do you think that was the priority and we got it right? I don't think anything's prioritised over anyone positional wise Klopp's always said if the player's available they'll get him and Gakpo became available PSV were happy to sell United wanted him, so he got him. That it wasn't a fact of Klopp thinking, "Wow, we need an attacker over midfielder." The attacker was available first, um, and we pounced on it. I still do think now. I, I know nothing. I only read read what's said on Twitter, and half of that stuff's rubbish anyway. But I still think we'll get a midfielder. Um, obviously, we'll talk about one that it could be let, uh, a bit later on in the stream. But um, yeah, I don't think it was a sense of. We need an attacker more than a midfielder. I just think it was a sense that we we want Gakpo and, and he's available, so we'll go for him now uh, instead mm -hmm. of rivals getting him off our hands and then regretting it. So uh, I think it'll work. If you look at the team now, now every credit to Oxlade-Chamberlain. I thought he played well against Villa. If we're going to try and push for, for a top four spot with how competitive this league is, you look at Newcastle, they're no joke. Arsenal still aren't falling off. Uh, United won comfortably the other day. We need quality in the side, so Gakpo is very important. March, between now and March, before Diaz and Jota's back, uh, 
which is a reported date March, there's a lot of games, a lot of football. That's half of the um, season we have left to play. So I think it was really important we feel that left side with a bit of quality and hopefully he's a player that settles in straight away. I think him knowing English definitely helps. Klopp's always said about how tricky it is with Darwin Nunes and like communication, but I watched his interview yesterday and like every Dutchman, his English is really, really good. So I do think Mm. he's one that might come in straight away and make an impact like Diaz. 100% agree with what you're saying. I didn't realise he spoke that well English and yeah, I was impressed by that as well. And obviously the Virgil element of that as well. I think it's always important that these players have mates when they come into teams, people that they already know there. And um, obviously we know Virgil was probably in his ear all throughout that camp in Holland, uh, in Qatar, sorry, which, um, yeah, which I think boosted our chances because I think Virgil basically said to him, look, mate, don't go United. Look at what happened to Memphis. Look at what happened to other forwards. If you go there, you, you know, you're going to be paid a load of money, but is it going to benefit your career? Probably not. And, you know, thankfully, Kakpo's made the correct decision and he's come to us. And I think we're going to elevate his career, I really do. And he's got an opportunity now. He's got healthy competition when everyone's fit. But from the present tense, right now, if he goes out there and absolutely smashes it, when everyone's fit, we're all of a sudden looking at Diaz and Jota, thinking, you've got to do something special to take this kid out of the team. And that's hopefully what I think Gakpo's thinking now, that, you know, he's got this next couple of months to establish himself to cement himself and people are like oh but Liverpool have too many forwards now when everyone's fit there's no such thing in my opinion look at City look at City's options they have and that is something I've always envied like I look I know they can spend money more than us like at the current time that like, that's absolutely factual like they can go and get these forwards that cost ridiculous amounts but to have Diaz Jota Firmino Salah Nunes Carvalho that's only a good thing for me. I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing that there's too many. Um, it, if you're not on your, if you're not at your best, you're not going to play. If this guy's at his best, he will play. You're going to play 70, 80 games of football if you make it far in all the competitions, which means every player is going to get probably 20, 25, 30 games. That's absolutely fine in my opinion. And um, yeah, I think it's nothing but a good thing. Let's move on to the news that is coming out tonight. And we don't know what is going on at the minute um we don't know if this is reliable but we are working hard to try and find out and you know obviously close to the people at tat and i know how hard they work when these rumors come out and these reports to find out if it's real but apparently according to a source um this will be ecuadorian won't it yeah um an ecuadorian source liverpool opened talks with brighton yesterday for moises caicedo Brighton like the offer, but want more money up front. Uh, not clued up on Ecuadorian sources, so it would be unfair to give a colour, but can confirm a bid has been lodged. Jamie, we was actually on the TAT deadline day space, weren't we, in the summer? And, you know, it broke then on deadline day at Liverpool, trying to get Caicedo, ran out of time, didn't seem to happen. Maybe we didn't offer him much money. But with how Liverpool work and when we, you know, establish a target and we miss out in one window, we often go back. Do you see this being the case again for Moises Caicedo? Uh, yeah, it could be. I think it's definitely a name that won't go away, um, which sometimes is a negative for Liverpool. Sometimes the, the players we're most, hegeti- most heavily linked with is not the player we end up getting. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... 
it, it's an interesting one. I think he's a great player. We, we obviously we, we've seen enough of him in the Premier League. Um, Twenty-one, I think his ceiling's through the roof uh, of, of what he can do. He ticks all the boxes for for covering. I, I think he's very similar to Gini Wijnaldum. He's a ball retention midfielder who's going to keep the ball um, <clears throat> very low-risk player when playing, and it could free up Thiago to push on that little bit more and be that creative player that he was at Bayern Munich and Barcelona um, a little bit more. So so that's good. Whether we make it, I have no idea. The fee's going to be very hefty, uh, and it's what the plan is with, with Bellingham and if it's, if it's affordable. Uh, but it's exciting, and let's just see how the rumours play out. But I, I'm, I, don't, I don't know anything. I don't even know if they're interested, but I'd be very scared of Chelsea because I think, like you said, if Liverpool come knocking, everyone opens the door to Liverpool. But Graham Potter and Casado might be a little bit different just because of previous relationship. Um, so And Bowley's a madman. He could throw any cash at anybody. So uh, that's the only team that scares me in pursuit for Casado. But it'll be an interesting one. I think he's a great player, so hopefully we can get him. I think you're spot on, mate, and I don't know how you've just managed to say that without knowing anything, but um, Ben Jacobs has tweeted since Moises Caicedo to Chelsea is one to watch. There's a real sense mm-hmm. from multiple sources. CF- CFC may move. Graham Potter, when still at Brighton, joked saying 42 million would only get his right boot. Um, Brighton want around 70, 75 mil. Now, again, mate, I agree with you. That is the is he reliable? Right. I think I'm not sure. Um, I th- he's a he's a big journalist. I always see pop up. Right. Uh, I think he goes on a football terrace a lot and whatever. But um, like like you say, mate, this is obviously just speculation right now. I think. Yeah. And he's there. He's not even said there that Chelsea are going to beard. He's just saying that it's one to watch and um, that Chelsea may join the race as well. But um, yeah, I agree with you. I I do think we'll be interested in him of course they obviously like him enough to have shown interest on deadline day which was a bit frustrating because if we did it a bit earlier we may have got him um but for that money 70 75 million do i see do i see him coming in this month i'm really not sure i think for 70 75 million you know moses Caicedo is a top top player like you said his ceiling is incredibly high but um I don't know. I hope so because I've look, I've always said about the midfielder situation that if we need three, which we obviously do, what we should do is bring one forward into this window and then you get two in the next window because, let's face it, not many clubs go out there and sign three at the same position in the same window. That, that's crazy to me. It would be mad if we just went out, okay, Naby, Ox, Milner have all left and then we just replaced them in one window like, I don't think it will work. I think you've got to have that gelling period, especially in the midfield. Like, you know, that's probably in the most important position where you, your players have to gel with each other, to be fair. Um, so ideally, in an ideal world, I would like to see Liverpool bring someone in this window. Um, I think, again, I, 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 I do believe about the interest in the bid. You know, there's been a lot of dispute. Is, is it rumours? Has it actually happened? I do believe that they are working to get him. But I think Liverpool will only go so high. Um, 70, 75 million for a, what is he, 21-year-old who's just had one year in the Prem, really? Uh, I don't know. I just don't... I, with that kind of money, I'm not sure. With, like you say, the Gapo, the finances that went into that 37 up front, if we could get, like, that similar feel up front for Caicedo, then, yeah, maybe. But from what I've seen and from what I've read today, 
that Brighton apparently want more money up front straight up. So uh, it'll be tricky. It's 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 even trickier that when Brighton say a figure, they get that figure. You look yeah. look at Cucurella, what did he go? 60, 60, 65 million. Ben White, 50 million. I don't know who does it at Brighton, but their, their negotiator in terms of their outgoings is very good at what he does. They're like Dortmund, similarly, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. they are. Yeah, they get these guys in for next yeah. to nothing. Um, and I've just read that Caicedo is only on three and a half grand a week at Brighton because obviously he wow. he signed for them and he had a breakout yeah. season. He's not had a contract since. Um, and yeah, it will be interesting to see if these reports are true. They could be absolutely nonsense. But the Egyptian king says Caicedo will be such a big signing for us. Um, let's see, because like I say, I don't know if it will be him. He's one of my my preferred choices ever since he's come in and I've watched Brighton and I've paid more attention to him. I really liked what he can do and I, I think he'd be an absolutely quality player for us, no doubt about it. My only question is the finances. You know, we're lucky if Liverpool go and make one signing in January and now all of a sudden we're trying to get another one in for that price, for that amount of money. I don't know. But again, I'd love to be proved wrong. I'd love John Henry to just... Okay, here you go. Here's the money. Get the player in that you need. Get me top four so that when I sell this football club, I can get as much money as possible because that's what needs to happen. Like, if we don't address what we need to address in this window, and I, it's already been a great start. I mean, the window's not even open. And like you said, we signed Gakpo. We should be happy about that. We should be thankful that we've done that. But at the end of the day, John Henry's going to get absolute maximum profit if this club is in the biggest competition in the world next season. And to get there, we have to make sure we're ready. We've got the squad and we've got the numbers and, you know, we're ready to go again. And I think we will be. I, I trust them. You know, I always do. Um, the coach and the staff, that is, and the players. So I've absolutely no doubt that we'll get top four. People keep asking, like, oh, what if we get Europa League, Conference League? Is Jude still going to come? And I say, look, we're getting top four. I, I don't know how you think, Jamie, but I'm not scared of any of the teams above us. And we've kind of given them a head start. And this is where we'll probably end the stream. We've given all these teams a head start, right? We've been absolutely shocking. We've lost games at home against stupid clubs like Leeds. We've lost to the likes of Forest away. We've lost to United. We've lost to Arsenal. And we're still, like, what, four or five points behind? So, Jamie, do you think this is going to be, you know, putting you on the spot here, but are you so confident that we'll get top four with what we have now? Because I don't know why, but I just can't see a world where Liverpool at the minute aren't in the Champions League next season. You know what? I'm not going to underestimate the challenge because as easy as it just seems, yeah, Liverpool will get top four. I feel like that's a, what a lot of people from the outside world is doing. And I was watching Match of the Day and they were just saying Liverpool have to get top four. It, the, the, the realist, when you look at the realistic Premier League right now, I think it's a very, very tough challenge because Newcastle are flying. And player for player, they're not a Champions League club. But what the momentum that they've got going at the moment, it looks an unbreakable bond. Except, well, except from if Fabio Carvalho is playing against them, but uh, they look so strong. Um, and then you've got teams. I think United might spend in January um, with their intentions of getting Gakpo. Probably looks like they're bringing number nine in soon. Tottenham are looking to spend. I imagine Chelsea's just going to chuck every uh, the kitchen sink at everyone. Um, so I think it'd be tricky, but you've always got to back your club. And if there's no faith, there's no point. Um, so yeah, I'll say we'll get it, but I, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. 
it's definitely not going to be easy. But again, I, I back the club, I back the players we have and the fans and the manager. And like I say, we're giving all these teams such a big head start. Realistically, we should be down and under with no chance. But we're here, we're ready to go again. And I say to my brother, we've got like a lot of good home games now. Like we've played all these these tough teams away from home. Um, apart from City, I think that's the only exception from the top of my head. They've all got to come to Anfield now. And I think, you know, you'll know more than me, Jamie, as a season ticket holder. But when Liverpool are pushing for something, that crowd gets goes up a few gears. And, you know, if we are chasing top four and people will laugh at that, but that's that's the level we're at right now. Um, if it comes to March time and we're a few points in it or like we're not quite there or we're there, but we're not secure. You know, when Liverpool need that run of form and that run of games, and we showed it in the COVID season, we showed it last season when unfortunately we missed out by a point. Um, this team this team delivers, and of course, there's a there's an adjustment period because now we've got players like Nunes and Gakpo that need to just get it right. But I have a feeling that we will. And um, yeah, I, I predicted us to win the league this season, um, which unfortunately isn't going to happen. But look, we'll, we'll make what we can of this season, um, you know, brand it as an off season kind of. And I'm sure when the summer comes and we bring in Jude Bellingham, which I think we will, um, we're ready to go again. So, guys, we're going to leave it there for tonight. Um, Good stream, 35 minutes. I think we crammed a lot into that. Uh, Cody Gutpo is a red. Let me know your thoughts in the comments if you're watching this on the replay. Like the stream, subscribe to the channel. Uh, there's a link tree in the description as well with all our socials on there, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Apple, everything you need. So check that out if you want to follow us on other socials. You know, I'm starting to do like more stuff on Instagram as well. So give that a follow. And we will be, I don't know when we'll do the Leicester game because like I say, me and Jamie are both going to maybe a Sunday stream. Actually, no, it's, yeah, well, probably Saturday, maybe. Um, I keep thinking it's a Saturday game, but it's not. It's Friday. So we'll do it at some point anyway. And um, yeah, discuss the latest headlines surrounding our club and all of that jazz. So thank you for watching. Like, subscribe, and we'll see you after we have beaten Leicester City. And Jamie's had to go. But yeah, take care, guys, and we'll see you soon.